Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, Some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge when you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees look at assaultlimited.com also sponsoring today's podcast is urban savage urbnsvg.com the best quality apparel available american made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. All right. Today's episode brought to you by Fit Aid and Zoa Energy Drink. <laughs> but uh, wow, man, this is going to be a kitchen sink episode. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and there has been a lot of shit that's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a continuation of what we talked about. Uh, what misinformation or where to get our sources from yep so from that episode was that the episode we discussed the uh the whole ukraine yeah thing yeah we discussed a bunch of that and it's funny because i pulled up just a you know just kind of like a fact check all the different stuff that we've seen on ukraine that has totally been proven false and this isn't necessarily the angle that that you're going to take this but i just wanted to go through these these quick because it's hilarious yeah. it's snake like islands in there right? t- yeah oh yeah snake islands in there so yeah <laughs> so snake island um basically bullshit those guys are in are in uh russian detention so they didn't go out on their shields yeah <laughs> they, they got they got uh <laughs> they got taken um the ghost of kiev ukrainian propaganda 
which we kind of knew. I mean, we kind of prefaced that story with the fact that it's probably fake. I mean, you don't just fly around in a fighter jet for the fun of it. It Sounds cool. It does sound cool, man. Like you just, (laughs) you're this badass. It just has this like, you know, old MIG in your garage and you're like, all right, time to get it out. Yeah. But, uh, so the, uh, a bunch of the missiles videos that are going around YouTube and, uh, and TikTok and Facebook are all from video games. Oh, oh man. yeah. Yep. I didn't hear about video games. Yep. Oh yeah. Video games. Wow. The, the Russian flyover that was supposedly over, uh, Kiev, that video that's gone viral was actually over Moscow in 2020. That's where that <laughs> video came from. Um, they had some, uh, definitely like <clears throat> Crimea footage. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the, the bloody. Uh, the explosions, um, two of them, one of them is from China in 2015 and the other one is from, uh, where was the other one from that big one in Beirut. Yeah. So that video has gone around saying that that was, that was part of this escalation. Um, the plane on fire, Ukraine has successfully taken down seven Russian military aircraft, according to political leaders, but don't believe all the photos you've seen of downed jets. This photo has gone around reportedly the six Russian aircraft. No, this is from 2017. Um, the American fighter jet, one of the flyovers uh, that that's being put up all over social media is actually an F-16. So it's definitely not from that. <laughs> More video game footage. Oh, the paratroopers. Have you seen this one? Oh, I have not seen paratroopers. Oh, paratroopers. I mean, and it's a big, like, if you find the video, it is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of paratroopers, you know, parachuting in from yeah. overhead. No, that's from a from a Russian, um, what is it from? A training exercise in 2018 <laughs> that they were doing over for, oh. a, for a banquet type deal. Um, more videos from the wrong country. Uh, videos of... of people putting a russian flag up on and on some ukrainian buildings no this video that photo is from 2014 so we're getting we're digging way deep down in um and that's that's all of them that i have here but it's hilarious because kind of the point here is that when you see this stuff right like we talked about this in in the episode when you see this stuff your initial reaction is to is to share it it's to forward it's to be the it's to be the guy that is sending the information, right? It's yeah. like, you, you want to be that guy. Your ego, your ego does it. We all have an ego. It's just keeping control of your ego. But if you take like 30 seconds and do like, or eh, maybe not 30 seconds, maybe a minute and a half and do a reverse image search or even just a quick Google search. And you're going to find a lot of times like this shit's bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah I've, got, I've gotten a lot of good ones. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> mainstream media. They basically, you know, they know you're going to put it out. But to them, it's like, well, if somebody retracts it, well, guess what? It's already out. Yeah. So to them, it's like, it's no different than when they put the rebuttal or the retraction on like the 10th page. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got some good ones. Uh, Somebody sent me one where they're like, look at this guy that got blown up. And it's a reel, right? And or a reel, for those of you who don't know, it's probably like, what, a TikTok? It's the, basically, video, it's basically Instagram's Instagram's comparison to a yeah. TikTok, yeah. So they're like, oh, look at this person getting blown up. And I'm like looking, and like, that tank is from World War II, man. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're looking at these, all these Ukrainians are, are fleeing, and I'm looking, and they're like, they're dressed like they're back in World War II. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have, you know, they have puffy jackets. They have North Face. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're not still wearing scarves around their head and, you know. They get the guy, kids are wearing their little uh, wool coats. No, yeah. it's not that stuff. Oh, it's another one. Oh, the um, 
yeah, one of the was it an actress or model from from Ukraine? Oh no, it was the Miss Ukraine. So they had her all dolled up, full blown makeup and everything, showing, yeah, I'm gonna fight for the country. I'm looking like, yeah, that weapon system's an airsoft gun. Yeah. <laughs> so saw that one. Then I've like, seen a few videos with um, they're they're like walking around corners, like they're clearing, like they're the, clearing the alleys, Ukraine commandos. But they have metal cutouts, yeah. of gu- of AKs. Uh, yep, they're not that, even yeah. real AKs. They're just metal cutouts of AKs. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, somebody sent that photo over. Like, look, those commandos are going house to house, and like, yeah. what video is this from? Yeah. What training video is What's that? What's he gonna do? Be- beat him with the beat him with the, <laughs> yeah. the metal AK. Yeah, I'm like maybe that's why Zelensky was asking for more uh, weapons. They're probably out. They had to make their own like air guitars. And well, shit. there was one thing that I read about. Um, they're also having some big crime issues, right? Because a lot of the a lot of the police and and the and whatnot are fighting, and they're handing out guns. Well, not only good people are coming to get guns. A lot of the crime bosses, the crime families, um, criminals are coming and getting guns, pretending like they're going to fight, and then they're basically using these guns to commit <laughs> to crimes so there's yeah. so there's a ton of there's a ton of that stuff going on there's uh big problems with um orphanages and nurseries and stuff like that where the workers are just gone and you got orphanages full of kids that there's nobody there to take care of them oh yeah they got no stuff a bit about right that, yeah. um so i know save our allies which is the the group that Channel went in Obicho. and yep yep that they're trying to get stuff to them um and it's just, it's a lot, a lot of these little things that you don't necessarily think of when you think of what is going on over there. You think of the big things, right? You think of the shooting and the bombing and, and the, you know, all the videos that you see of like the Russian troops coming in and the Ukrainians, you know, the civilians basically trying to stop them um, peacefully. But you don't think about all the 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 other like little back end stuff that really is is heartbreaking yeah. in, in a situation like this. Yeah. And it pulls at the heartstrings. And I think that's what sometimes the media exploits yeah to kind of get us on board because now all of a sudden you see everybody and their grandmother you know putting the ukraine flag on you know they're either wearing it buying you know merch or putting it on their uh social media picture but but really i mean what's what's the whole root of the problem so you know is that what we want to talk about yeah i mean <laughs> i think i think honestly getting into I, and, and again this is just this is going to be our opinions basically, right? We don't, a lot of this stuff we don't know for sure. Or a lot of it is we have some facts that we are then going to kind of um, dig a little deeper into, but um, it, this isn't, this isn't just what you're being fed over the Fox news, CNN, yeah. you know, news stories. There's, there's more to this. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know there's some people that are so anti Fox news and some people that are, you know, anti CNN, like I am obviously, they're fake news, but um, but Fox News even sometimes they you know they blow things up. And there's some people like you know sometimes Hannity is completely off base, and you know I like Tucker Carlson. I think for the most part he's pretty he's pretty solid all the way around. But sometimes you have to get to a point where you're looking at um like I was looking up some stuff from Fair.org to kind of line up with you know what we're talking about to kind of line up with. Uh, over the last 10 years, what's happened overseas, you know, with guys uh, that have boots on the ground. Because sometimes, you know, when, when we're over there, we don't know. No. And it's kind of like these Russians, right? Some of these Russian soldiers, they had no clue. They were given one story. Yep. They they were told one thing about, oh, we had to get to downtown because they were, you know, they're fighting Nazis. Yeah. But then uh, all of a sudden realize, oh, we're, we're not. We're being used as tools for something else. So. 
So yeah, there's a lot of stories out there, but it's just taking all the bits and pieces, putting it together and then trying to, you know, make sense out of it. So, you know, I look at it as, oh, there's a guy, Bryce Green, who wrote uh, uh, for fair.org an article, what you should really know about Ukraine. And he goes way back to, you know, 2013, 2014, um, where it has to look at the backdrop to the 2014 coup and annexation cannot be understood without looking at the U.S. strategy to open Ukrainian markets to foreign investors and give control of its economy to giant multinational corporations. And by coup and annexation, they were talking about Crimea. Okay. So... You know, uh, it goes on to say a key tool for this has been the IMF or the International Monetary Fund, which leverages aid loans to push governments to adopt policies friendly to foreign investors. So the fund, I mean, I, I can talk about it's blood money. So the IMF is funded by and represents Western financial capital and governments and has been at the forefront of efforts to reshape economies around the world for decades, which most of the time has failed. So they destabilize a government, come in, offer, hey, this is, you know, this is a new structure, more on to support the um, the benefits to these corporations to open up markets so that they can, what, raise their uh, share, right? Yeah, profit. Yeah. So, you know, going back in history, so before this Zelensky character, which his story in itself is yeah. Why don't, why don't we? Why don't you you okay. hit on his story quick? Just All just right. high spot his story because it's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. So the, this this guy Zelensky, I know everybody. I've seen all the posts. I think he's this courageous dude, and he, he's basically doing this whole movie thing. Is like you know, give me give me ammos. Don't you know? Give me a ride out. And um, this guy actually owns his own production company, which I should have wrote the name of this production company because he was. An he, actor. He was an actor comedian. Yes. Literally, I, I should stress that comedian. So he had his own production company. And then one of the shows, one of the last shows that he produced was literally how he himself as an actor comedian also surprisingly became the president of Ukraine. So, and then he writes himself in and obviously it was a time of turmoil. They got rid of this, uh, this guy we'll be talking about. <clears throat> that was more kind of author- authoritarian. And uh, writes himself in and wins in a landslide. Yep. So, so a lot of these, um, I guess, uh, fake videos, a lot of these uh, fake promotions, Zelensky has used himself because, you know, he's trying to get support. He's trying to um, literally, I know we didn't cover, you know, he's trying to crowdfund the war. Yeah. So he's trying to get money. He's trying to get artillery. He's trying to get help from the West. And that's probably one of his mistakes right now is, hey, this war is serious. But he's kind of played it off as, well, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this for our, you know, our gain. And uh, it's failing miserably. So, yeah, I mean, this guy has gone as far as he wanted Bitcoin and uh, uh, EFTs. Yep. I don't know why I say ETFs. I don't know if that's a. ETF is an exchange exchange traded fund. <laughs> that's a. That's the, how the to, EFT is that's how to draw it, a picture of uh, some. Backwards ass panda or something, and an then ETF. Sell it. Yeah, an ETF. You could you, you, or yeah. EFT. No, no. ETF. EFT. <laughs> Exchange traded fund. ETF. EFT. I don't remember what it stands for, but yeah, it's it's Electronic a way to funds it's, transfer. Yeah, right. It, it it's a way to monetize any sort of digital content. 
like a JPEG and then everybody's yeah, bidding at anything. it, right? It could be, it could be a quote. It could be a JPEG. It could be a video of, you know, you standing on one leg in your, in your karate outfit in your backyard it could be yeah. just a photograph and you're going to sell that as a, you know, for a hundred thousand Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's ridiculous. So try to imagine that. I mean, the logic behind your president is now going in public and asking countries, oh, fund us, but give us Bitcoin. You know, how about send us uh, what ETFs and? Well, I mean, you got to understand that all these things are v- nearly untraceable. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, basically saying almost it, like one of those Western Union scams. I mean, uh, yeah, or or saying like, send us unmarked bills in in white envelopes, and we'll make sure it goes to the right place, right? Like that's kind of what saying send us Bitcoin, you know, send us crypto is. That's that's the big argument against things like cryptocurrencies is the fact that it is crowdsourced and and nearly untraceable so that it it is it's it's drug money it's money laundering it's gun money it's illegal activity because that's how it works i mean it's not necessarily because of how bitcoin works but it but that so that that would be my first speculation about why he's asking for that kind of funding is because he can put it wherever he wants yeah and plus uh technically if there's not traceable he can't really be you know held accountable for it as quote contracted blood money no companies or countries can't hold them leverage right yeah no and how and how nobody is going to know how much has been sent so you know 50 million dollars gets sent and 10 million dollars of it makes it into the country's coffers and the other 40 million make it into him and his buddies yeah so why else would like let's let's go back to obama why else would he send pallets of cash over to iran yeah because it's gone. Yeah. So can't go back on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's true. Um, you know, you, you watch TV shows and you're like, oh, this has to be true. But uh, one TV show, oh, Reacher, we were just watching. Oh, yeah. The hundred the $100 bill is still the choice. The American $100 bill is still the currency of choice in all, you know, um, basically illegal activity. The $100 bill. Huh? Yeah. And it was. Wow. Only it was something like 60% of American hundred dollar bills are not in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was some, some crazy t- statistic because it's just bags of hundred dollar bills and pallets of hundred dollar bills and just all this shit that's just being traded for, you know, large scale, you know, weapons trades and human trafficking and drug trades and all this stuff. And it's just being, being used as a, as a, <laughs> as an economic way of, of, storing your finances right yeah wow no i I should probably look that up and see how much of that's true because it was from a false (laughs) false you know narrative in a tv show but it makes sense you know because it was like 90 i think oh i think the statistic was 90 percent of u.s currency is hundred dollar bills how many hundred dollar bills do you see in a day yeah i don't see many you know you see ones fives and twenties yeah now unless you gotta go pay somebody from facebook marketplace for something you know yeah some crap i saw well all i know is i mean if shit hits a fan basically the best currency you got is if you got rolexes if you got bars of gold or if you got a lot of whiskey so you're set i mean oh whiskey's good if, right? if, if things go sideways okay. you can trade whiskey and cigarettes are high value so basically yeah. everything goes to prison level as soon as you know i was i was thinking today right on my drive home because um not to get totally off topic but so recession, American recession. Let's take two seconds and go down this rabbit hole. Okay. 
It's a big one. When the, when the two-year bond yield inverts over the 10-year bond yield, every single time in American history that that has happened, we have gone into a recession except for once in 1993. It's the only time in the American economy that that has happened and, and we have not gone into recession. Well, we're real close. Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't crossed yet, but we're real close. And we only have data to January. So February data is going to come out and March data is going to come out. We have high energy expenses, right? All of our energy is through the roof right now. And we have high inflation. Those two things also have signaled recessions. Yeah, it's still climbing. Yes. So not necessarily 100% guaranteed we're going to be in a recession, but it doesn't look good is all I'm saying. So like I was thinking about this, like if you got creative, what kind of things could you put your finances in that would not be a huge expense to store. It would be easily um, tradable, right? And I started thinking about stuff like that while I was on my drive home from the gym this morning. So you're gonna melt bars of gold or what? Well, I don't know. Like there's so many different things, right? I mean, propane. Like could you, if you could get your hands on a bunch of, you know, Tried food. old free propane tanks and store a few hundred thousand pounds of propane somewhere. <laughs> Or I mean, in your basement, just in case. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't think I want to have it in my animal. house. But, <laughs> I mean, you got you got to get creative, though. Ammunition, right? Guns, dried food, paper products. I don't know. Antibiotics. The thing is, you can't have things that are going to expire. Yeah. And you have to have things that you're able to get value of out of, even if the shit doesn't hit the fan. And you got to have things that are somewhat portable, because if you're somebody that's going to stock up, let's say... Uh, about a million uh, containers of propane. Guess yeah. what? You're going to be the first to get mugged. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting it's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. If going into going into a recession, where do you want your finances to be? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, not cash, yeah. but also not stocks. Yeah, definitely not stocks. At least cash, you're only going negative because of inflation. Yeah, I mean, to go off on that tangent, it's like I always look at it. If I'm in another country and I lost my wallet, what what am I going to be able to carry with me that's of any value to trade for if I need one transportation, another if I need food? What am I going to do? So I'm not going to stockpile a bunch of crap in a basement and then think that I'm going to hold off if the government decides to, you know, raid my house. Yeah, right. I'm sure they can just drop, you know, some explosive down in a basement. And I'm done. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they're not going to raid your and your and I's house. Yeah. You know, I mean, but we're also going to want to be. Worst case scenario. We're also going to want to be mobile, though. Right. Or or if, let's say, a group of uh, whatever. I mean, when shit goes sideways, like you're seeing in Ukraine, guess what? The criminals basically see it as leverage. 100%. They're going to go out. They're not going to be prepping. They're, they know they're just going to acquire stuff. Yeah. That's what I was actually talking to a guy. Then we'll get back to the Ukraine stuff. <laughs> but uh, I was talking to a guy who's like, yeah, my friend has a has pallets of ammo. I was like, yeah, but the funny thing about your friend is, is he paid for all that ammo and he's storing it. And me and my friends are just going to come take it. Yeah. Now you just told me he has it. So when this shit hits the fan, we're just going to come take it. And yeah. then it's our ammo now. Right. Like, exactly. like that's a thing. Like, <laughs> all right, you do all the legwork. And then when it comes time, like, I'll just take what I need. Yeah, exactly. But all right, back to Ukraine. Sorry. <laughs> I just I wanted to get I wanted to get the, the recession thing out. I wanted to at least at least comment that I, I at least wanted to put it out there that um, 
it is time to maybe start making some thoughts, right? It not necessarily pull all your money out of the markets and get all scared and store it in your mattress, but start to make some, you know, make some thoughts, you know, maybe don't get another, you know, $800 car payment. Maybe don't upgrade to a thousand dollars more in your house payment. Maybe just, just be a little bit practical here for the next, you know, 12 to 18 months because it could get a little squirrely. Yeah. And there's a lot more happening in the world right now too. So, and for those that are worried about, you know, nuclear war, I think what is the trying to think what handbook that is. I don't know if it's a military handbook, but they say if there's a nuclear war, the position to basically uh, put yourself into is get on your knees with your ass facing the explosion and then uh, put your hands around your testicles. So not that that's going to help you at all. Yeah, but at least <laughs> your balls will go first and then your head. I don't know. I might go head first into that one. I don't know. If it I just, want to. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're basically telling you to kiss your ass goodbye, yeah, basically. Yeah. So. Um, all right, back on the Ukraine train. Yes. So the uh, production company that this uh, Zelensky had was the Studio Gavarto 95. Okay. I can't say it with the right accent, but. So, yeah, so this guy becomes president. But prior to him was basically the dictator, uh, President Viktor Yanukovych. 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 So. Uh, let's see. Back in 2013, after early steps to integrate with the West, you, you know, I'm just calling him President Victor. Uh, <laughs> turned against these changes and ended trade integrations talks with the European Union, the infamous EU. So months before his overthrow, he restarted economic ne- negotiations, and this is key with Russia. So basically, he snubbed the Western economic uh, sphere. So by then, the nationalists, the protests were heating up that would go on to topple his own government. Also, that what sound a, familiar? Also, yeah, I was just going to say, like, also, what are the chances that when this guy snubs Europe and the IU and starts reconnecting with Russia, what are the chances that eh, there might be some foul play in that election after that yeah. to get a more western friendly leader hey, in you are place ahead of the game man you didn't look at my notes folks i did not he's ahead of the game but this is why we call it critical thinking right so in december 2013 victoria newland who's assistant secretary of state for european affairs and a longtime regime change advocate said that the u.s government had spent five billion dollars promoting democracy in ukraine since 1991 okay so going on, the U.S. involvement was part of a campaign aimed at exploiting the divisions in Ukraine society to push the country into the U.S. sphere of influence, pulling it out of the Russian sphere. And this is this is where tugging on our heartstrings as free people, it's really easy to pull like the magician rabbit in a hat, right? Look yep. at my left hand. This is my left hand. This is we want freedom for the rest of the world, right? We yeah. want what we have for the rest of the world. Whereas over here with my right hand, I'm ushering in all of my crony business. All right. We want freedom. Hey, sell them some shit. We want freedom. Sell them more shit and exploit their natural yeah. resources. Hey, we want free. Right. And that's this weird yeah. like exploitation of the American people to try to expand our 
freedoms. And this is where libertarians go. It is not our fucking job to do any of this in the rest of the world. Yeah. Our job is to make sure that our country is strong. And right now it is not. Yep. But they're, you know, these politicians, what do they use? Everything is always, quote, democracy for the sake of democracy. And you've got you've got U.S. Congress people that make two hundred thousand dollars a year that are worth one hundred million dollars. That doesn't happen. That doesn't that doesn't happen by uh, scrupulous spending. Right. But you and I don't know. I mean, that's that's the problem with Congress right now is you and I don't know who's tainted by, you know, basically business under the table deals. Right. I mean, you there there is a. Yeah, business under the table deals, you're 100% right. There's no way to know what's going on there. So they could um, be, you know, 80% of them are bought out. Yep. So you can't you can track their investing. Um I know I don't I don't haven't looked into how to do it, but I know I've I've listened to people talk about how to track um because it's it's, it's all got to be public, yeah. right? So you could legitimately watch, you know, crazy Nancy Pelosi's investing and just invest in the same thing she does and in theory, yeah. you know, you'd come out ahead. But yeah. that that also only covers the above board stuff. That doesn't co- you know cover any of the, you know, my nephew works for a, you know works from home for a random company that pays him six hundred thousand dollars a year and he doesn't do a goddamn thing. And then you <laughs> what know, are you talking about? Oh, you know, I mean, do you think that's the only one? Oh no. Yeah, there's. I bet all of all of the dirty politicians have you know five, 10 family members that are making an obscene amount of money from random companies that they don't do shit for. Yeah. So who's on the board for the uh, Ukraine energy? Who is on the board for the Ukraine energy? Oh, there's three off the top here that everybody I think should know. I mean, everybody knows Hunter Biden, right? Yep. And Pelosi's kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Pelosi's kid and John Kerry's kid. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, look that up and you'll probably find more. So it's pretty dirty. This is the type of stuff that. And I think we I think we owe it to we owe it to the listeners and we owe it to the public. And so does everybody else that has a platform like we do to. Say this kind of thing, but then also say that this is all speculation. We don't know for sure that there's any sort of dirty dealing. But if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. Yeah, it's probably a duck. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I mean, that's what we talk about with Squared Away is you got to look at, dig down deep to get all the facts, but then you got to connect the dots. Yes. Because nobody's going to, you know, serve it up in a nice lunch tray for you. So, um, I mean, going even going back to, you know, we're talking about the U.S. involvement where they're exploiting, you know, Ukraine. Um, so let's connect that back to our, our media. Yep. So in corporate media, mainstream media, so it says, you know, this critical moment in history is completely wiped off U.S. media. So cleansed of U.S. influence, erasing a critical step that is on the road to the current war that we're looking at right now. Which are we talking about? We're talking about uh, the interference in the Ukraine. The uh, interference in the election for Zelensky. Exactly. Got it. So <clears throat> New York Times, uh, February 24, 22. Washington Post, February 28, 22. They both admitted the role of the U.S., that the U.S. played in these events, so and they so when, reported about it, right? And so when you, you know, we talked about the we talk about the Russian propaganda farms, right? We talked about that in our media podcast. If you think that they're the only ones doing that shit, you're crazy. Yeah, because if we see that it works, 
we're doing the same shit. Yeah. And part of this is is not to say, oh, we're not we're not trying to say, oh, Putin was justified. No, none, none of this stuff is justified. But we need to start looking internally to start fixing this. And, you know, there has to be some accountability and some voice that goes against Congress. Um, you know, you were just talking about, well, we were both talking about how we don't know who's tainted. I mean, there's some obvious ones, obviously, when you connect the dots. But the thing is, you know, Hong Kong, they're trying to destroy their legislative group. And how their legislative group works is there's, you know, there's 70 people that are in that group. Okay. So uh, 30 of those people are specifically designated to business units. So let's say you got your um, your oil and gas industry. Well, okay. guess what? The corporations vote for that representative to sit on that seat. Okay. So you could have, you know, rubber dog shit industry and that, you know, industry votes for that person to sit in that seat. So we have 30. So they're going to put a person friendly to their industry in that place, exactly. right? Like that's but, the idea. But everybody knows. Yes. Right? Yes. So the people don't have a say in that. Okay. That's the business sector. But okay. then you have 40. Okay. So you got a 40-30 split. So 40 of them generally, that's elected by the people. Okay. And it's usually pro-democracy or they may vote, you know, pro-China, which, you know, isn't very likely. Or a lot of them are libertarians or independent thinking. So you have that clashing against the business, which the business obviously are pro-China, right? And how do you keep the, how do you keep the business from influencing the other 40 elections yeah is, is it finance reform is that how you stop the business influence on those for other those 40 independent elections initially initially but now that you look at the elections over the years you've kind of seen where it's kind of tainted okay where it seems like oh how how is this where every election it seems like the pro-democracy or independent thinking is now starting to be overcome by the pro-china so you know look look at the data Elon Musk's neural network. If you want to be in government, you have to have it implanted. Right. You know what the neural network is, right? The neural uh, net. No, it's like it, it, he and he's it's not there yet, but it's basically uh, it's a it's a net that goes in and they I think they implant it implant into the it. brain. Right. And then it can it, it processes thoughts. And I don't exactly know, like, this isn't fucking dead on, right? But if you can take that and turn it around, very much like Minority minority Report. But if you can take that and turn it around where it reads thoughts and records thoughts, then you have a, a, a truth detector on these people. And if you want to be in that, you want to be in that government role. Then you got to sign off on getting the neural network input implanted. How about that? Jeez, right? So it's kind of like a lie detector. It's it would be, it, that's what I'm saying implanted is you, you in would your program brain. it as you know you would program it as a truth detector. Jeez, it would tell you you know when somebody stands up and says, "I do not have any you know influence from this industry," and then it there'd be a big, there'd be a big screen behind them that's like. Bullshit detector says, <laughs> oh, geez, they know so and so and they paid their kids so and so. And they're also, you know, threatening to release pictures of this and it would all be pulled right out of their right out of their memory banks. <laughs> that sounds sci fi. It's super sci fi, but like there has to be something that's coming. 
Okay, so there, I mean, is there is this thing even like being tested? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's being tested the other way, right? It's being tested for for, for more beneficial uses, like um, using the brain. So they they were able to send a a a thought. I think it was like a hello or something. They were able to send from one brain to another brain through the internet. Yeah. So that's really rudimentary, right? It's really rudimentary. So a person thought to tell the difference between the truth and a lie. Well, not right now, but do you remember what cell phones were like in 1980? <laughs> the big bag, right? You had this giant yeah. bag that had to be plugged in and it was, it was clunky and it was shitty. And each minute was like $20 and it was outrageous, right? But now look at what we got. Oh, got to start somewhere. Goodness. Oh, this kind of goes back to the, the Super Bowl commercial. Did you see the Super Bowl commercial with Scarlett Johansson and her uh, husband? I don't know if I did. So basically, uh, I forgot even. What, oh, well, I think it was for Alexa. So they buy an Alexa, and you know, fictional and within this commercial, Alexa somehow understands the difference between the truth and a lie. So basically, she has this dream where Alexa can do this, and then the banter between her husband and her, like on different days and different events, all of a sudden, you know. Um, like she puts on a dress and how's this dress look on me? And then, you know, the guy can't lie. Her husband can't lie. Ah, this is like a black mirror episode. Yeah. So it just kind of goes on like that. And then after they both kind of realize it's like, oh, that would not be good. So, so a friend of ours actually, um, his daughter went to work for a company that records conversations between customer service reps and customers. Okay. And then what it does is it, it is a software. It's an artificial intelligence software that reads pauses and and length of pauses and duration of pauses and uh volume escalation and it reads all this stuff and then it does it gives you like interest in like what is this person's level of interest in learning more level of interest in 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 purchasing so like that's not that far away from being able to listen to what you're saying and determine whether it's bullshit or not right like that's that's there (laughs) it's it's close it's at least it's at least on the same block yeah you know, if you if you had a smart enough intelligence, maybe that's what we should be working on is some sort of bullshit detector that reads facial recognition and reads eyes and reads blinks and reads um, heart rate and skin temperature and all this stuff. Algorithms. So that when, yeah. Right. So word, so word some Smith. sort of super intelligent, you know, artificial intelligence that is watching these politicians and then telling us as the people. Right. If we crowdfunded this and then and then. um decentralized it like like a bitcoin right we use the blockchain to, to decentralize this so that it is managed by the entire population yeah then all of a sudden it is watching these debates and it is telling us well there's a seven out of you know there's a 70 percent chance that this statement was a lie there's a 30 percent chance that this statement was a lie right i mean it's kind of like it's it's all it's all the the it's kind of like when you watch poker right have you ever watched the world series of poker yeah. And they show you the cards and they're like, there's a 68% chance that this is a winning hand. Right. And that's kind of what it would be like is it would read all of their body signals and it would have to, it would have to grow and develop quicker than the people can figure out how to bullshit it. Right. I mean, the thing yeah. is, is it's, this is going to be an always changing, but if we develop something like this as the people, and I have no idea how we would even do it, get Elon on it. Right. <laughs> he, he's all, he's all for the people. He's the power of the people. Um, 
and he hates government too, by the way, because he the electric vehicle summit, the guy that built that made electrical ve- electric vehicles oh, cool, was not up, invited to the White House for the electric vehicle summit. Like was, how outrageous that snub, is that? Yeah. So outrageous. But that right there shows you how much money plays in politics. But like he's not a non-union shop, even though he, he is open to you know talking yes. to unions. Yes, he said it himself. Yes, but he's just not a union shop. Yes, and they're not funding the uh, the Democrat. Yep. So. But right there, so right something something to that effect. Maybe the neural network was a little bit too was a little bit too sci-fi. Yeah. But that got me to this point now is developing something where we are able to read intent on yeah. statements. Yeah, I think it'd be really good. I think expanded might be a little dangerous, but but here's my shout out to Elon Musk then. Okay, Elon, if you're gonna be testing this, there there's a interrogative side of me that I would love to be Part of the testing department because i would take this thing and i would expand it by putting a electrical charge on it and i would hook up the presenter to this so every time they would lie they would get a certain amount of electrical charge and i'm going to take this unit and i'm going to take it to a timeshare presentation <laughs> and see how many if that guy survives oh my god speaking of timeshare presentations you know what's worse than timeshare people life insurance salesmen Life insurance, life salesman? insurance salesman, really, especially for the Shit, I guess I never got sold on life insurance. for the big life insurance companies, right? The ones that sell you the same thing that the normal guy sells you, but it's a hundred dollars more a year because it's from, you know, a company that starts with an N and a W. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, the company. <laughs> I know now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, they're worse than timeshare. They're close. Maybe not hundred. Maybe not worse. They're on the same level. They're on the same level of douchebaggery. Vacuum salesman. Yeah. Well, who's worse, vacuum Ooh, salesman? Kirby, or- Kirby vacuum. But they'll buy your vacuum from you for more than you paid for it new, because they're charging you two thousand dollars for a new vacuum. Oh my gosh, uh, Electrolux. I think is the same thing too. Yeah, okay, but so what I'm saying is, is as as we develop these. Um, crowdsourced, crowdfunded, decentralized medias, right? Like podcasts and Facebook and all these things. Like we need some sort of a bullshit detecting software because the reason I brought up the insurance salesman is I got a text sent to me with a screenshot of this total douchebag that I, that I know and I've talked to and he is a slime ball and he is an insurance salesman and his daddy built this big ass company and now he sells for his daddy's insurance company and um, he's got a podcast about helping people now. Yeah. Helping people, helping while, people. while selling. <laughs> of course. Pro- okay. Of course. But like right there, like, I can call bullshit because I know this guy, but how many people don't? Right. Wow, man, that's that's like a rock on because the uh, <laughs> next thing my notes here is so uh, the source is Jacobin, the uh, writer was Bronco Marcetic. Um, he talks about the the whole thing about Ukraine, and basically he sums up all of these Ukraine, uh, Hong Kong, probably what you're going to hear from you know what's happening over in the Middle East. What's probably going to happen with China and Taiwan is that it's it's always going to come through the media as a story of liberal, kind of pro-Western protesters driven by legitimate grievances, but largely drawn from only about half the polarized country. And then while enacting only the goals of the Western powers that opportunistically, opportunistically lent their support, 
among which was the geopolitical equivalent of a predatory payday loan. So like we talk about with, you know, blood money, yes. the US is sinking blood money into these, uh, these countries telling that, yeah, we're here funding, you know, pro-democracy. And like I said, that's uh, what is that left hand thing? Yeah. So, yeah, this is look at my hand over here while I pull the rabbit out yeah. back here. Yeah. Well, I'm doing you all this good and giving you this money for leverage and, and bringing in market share, you know, from your population. So, well, you know where we don't do this shit? Sub Saharan Africa. <laughs> what is there? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no resources there. Exactly. So, why don't we want to take over to the What the Fuckawi tribe? Yeah. Because there's not, there's, we can't make any money there. Yeah. There's- See, and this is where, this is where I have this internal battle with unchecked capitalism. Because, all of these people are living off of the idea that growth for growth's sake is good. And that's the same, that's the same philosophy that cancer has. Growth for growth's sake is good. Right. Growing just to grow, not for any other reason. Right. And that's the, that's the corporate mindset. You have to, you have to produce more. If you produce the same as you did last year, and profit the same numbers you did last year, you're going backwards. Yeah. We have to be growing. Growth for growth's sake. So how do we balance the benefit of the people with capitalism? Because that's where this all that's where this comes down to. If money was not power, if money was not influential, none of this would be happening. Yeah. So what would you do? Would you eliminate Wall Street? I, you can't though. That's the thing is that yeah. it's, it's, but it's the yin and the yang, right? It's, it's the balance. And, and how do we, how do we get back to that? How do we get back to that balance? Because even like you, you talked about unions with the auto workers, right? And that's why probably why Elon Musk did not get invited to the white house. Well, unions were needed until they became too powerful. And then they yeah. took down most of the American car companies. Yeah. Right. Unions are the reason, excuse me, unions are the reason that Ford, GM, and Chrysler were shit yeah. through the 80s and 90s compared to Honda and Toyota. But unions served their purpose when they stuck to what their core fundamentals were. But then as the, the money poured in and exactly. as, it got, as it grew and got political. Money. Yeah, money, power, and influence. From whatever the you know core fundamental principles were. I mean, it's no different than looking at the country, right? Yeah. We're starting to veer away from the, quote, constitution. That was our core fundamental of what this country was founded on. Yes. It happens in business all the time. When yes. a company gets far away from that, then all of a sudden you see chaos. You start seeing division. And eventually either that company goes under or it has to get bought out and restructured again. So how do we fix? How do we find that balance again? And I don't have an answer for that. That, I think, is a question for, for months of deep thought. And hours of podcasting and conversations with people way smarter than me. Yeah. But I think that I think that that is one real fault that the far right has is yeah. just capitalism is always good. Yeah. And then this is where it is. I mean, that's you're, you're reflecting what, uh, you know, Green was saying um, is basically you got the far right is capitalism on steroids it's kind of going way overboard but then you got your you know democrats the far left that's funding this also 
So it's not a left or a right problem. It's a far left or far right problem, which is telling us that at some point we got to get back to the middle here. It's a power and money problem, yeah. which both extreme sides want. That's that's the weird that's thing. That's the problem, yeah. That's, that's why they are where they are, because they're influenced by power and money. Yeah. So, I mean, to our listeners, it's, okay, so how do we look at this whole Ukraine situation? How do we look at what's happening I mean, there's stuff happening in the Middle East right now. You know, last night uh, a consulate was, you know, was shot at by Iran. They shot 12 missiles in. And obviously it's just to, you know, I think drum up. uh, They meant to not hit the consulate. Exactly. So, but it, it makes a statement. But I think we can't just look at Ukraine as one said incident. We just can't look at the whole COVID thing as its own separate thing. Everything ties together and we got to connect the dots. I'm really I'm really interested or curious how we ended up in nuclear negotiations with Iran and Russia was the mediator. Doesn't doesn't seem yeah. that doesn't seem faulty to you? Like not yeah. Switzerland, right? Not not Norway, yeah. not some random, you know, non-influential nation. No, Russia yeah. is the mediator. But look this up now, too, is that Russia, between Russia and Ukraine, guess who the mediator is? Who? Bennett from Israel. He's been the mediator for months. Okay. So I would challenge everybody to look that up as well and find out what the heck. And Israel's being the mediator more on the side of Russia. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But look at Well, up. it doesn't make any sense except for the fact that Putin's list of demands are not, from what I gather, necessarily demands of what he does want. They're demands of what he doesn't want. And he doesn't want American European influence. He doesn't want what we've tried to and by say by by we I mean the European Union and the you know the manipulators that have manipulated that last election and yeah. he doesn't want that. Yeah, but he knows what NATO was put together for. The original reason NATO was put together was basically if the Soviet Union decides to you know flare up like a hemorrhoid again, boom, then there's a bunch of United Nations or not the UN, but technically United Nations in the NATO that will protect yeah so and even goes beyond that i mean you look at the resources they're fighting over you know there's a lot of resources in ukraine people don't understand it is a giant country and there is billions and billions of dollars of resources in ukraine yeah but if you look at how strategic russia was even prior to this so when the last regime was in uh, when they took over Crimea, what was you know what was the big strategic you know decision taken over that it was because there was a major uh, naval port port that yep. was that was in play. So it's just you know he's not just uh, what what was the media trying to sell it on? Oh, he's just getting older and you know he needs to put something on his legacy. So he's just like doing the Alexander the Great thing and just taking over. No, this is a lot more strategic. And involves a lot more countries than we just see that that's playing out on the media. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much to unpack, but you got to get out of the CNN and whatnot. I mean, look at some of the, you know, unfortunately, you use YouTube, you got to dig, you know, pretty damn deep. Yes. So, 
you know, I mean, Rumble is not big enough. I mean, Rumble itself is. I mean, so you can you you can swayed. use YouTube, but you can't use YouTube as a search engine. You use YouTube as a consumption media, right? So it, you, you using YouTube is watching videos that are linked from newsworthy pages that you trust, right? And yeah. that's what you, that's all YouTube is is basically just the backbone yeah. to hold the video. Yeah. So you got to do some research and tie it all together. Whether it's you know hit hit going on Brave, where it's going on. You know, DuckDuckGo is about the same as uh, Google, I guess. And, what, and what, what does it mean for what does it mean for the average person? Right. Yeah. It's just don't take everything as face value and then just hop on one bus to another bus. Yeah. Because the minute Ukraine went out, what happened? All of a sudden you had this mob of people that hopped on the Ukraine bandwagon and buying all everything blue and yellow, painting themselves blue and yellow. But the thing is, it's only a piece of the puzzle. So you made it a distraction instead of, you know, a piece of information that'll help you understand the bigger picture. The bigger picture is, is we have to fix the power grabs in the world. It starts here. You know, starts at the midterms, but you know, for, for all of you, it starts in the midterms, it starts in your spending. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Like it starts in your individual spending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I just had a train of thought, too. Sorry, midterms. Yeah, I was even aside from midterms. Oh, no. For our listeners. I totally took you off. I totally took you <laughs> off base. Well, so my thought here is, is with spending is the the idea that you need to make more money which this isn't this isn't a, a ukraine idea this is this is a, a squared away idea from way back early in the episodes the idea that you need to work more and ignore your family more to make more money to buy more shit to give you the false sense of happiness deeper and deeper is is the same idea that we're talking about with corporations it's the same idea that we're talking about with cancer it's having more is not going to give you more life and, and that's where I text you yesterday, my thought process of success versus significance. And, um, that was brought up by, that was brought up by Mitch, um, who I got him to agree to come on and that's going to be an awesome podcast. Um, this gentleman is a, he's worked with NCAA and, um, us Olympic wrestling teams for decades. And I believe he's the head of the NCAA or the USA wrestling corporation. Yeah. And, um, and he, and he, and he brought that up. He said, you know, I, I, I try to teach my coaches, you know, are you going to be successful or are you going to be significant? Because there's a ton of people that are successful that are not significant. There are not a ton of people that are significant and not successful. And that really like, that's my thought process on, on this whole what is success, right? We, we define what we think success is, but almost even a step above that is, is are you being significant? Are you making, are you making a significant, um, addition to the world? Are you, are you being significant? And if you're being significant and you are, you are working towards your why, if you even know what your why is 90% of people have no fucking idea what their why is. Right. Um, so if you're working towards your why, you don't, you're not going to strive for those more expensive cars and watches and suits and bigger houses and keeping up with the Joneses and, and that unchecked capitalism that, you know, that fixing that starts, starts at home. It yeah. starts here. 
It starts with your spending. It starts with your saving. It starts with your time with your kids. And then when you get that balance figured out, then you can start to invest in your community. And then when you've invested in your community and, and, and you're helping people around you, then you're able to take that time and, and start spreading the word that you want to improve the world and improve the world in a beneficial way, not in a improve a world in the, you know, rabbit up here. I'm helping, you know, create democracies while ushering in fucking shit companies that are just trying to make more money for more people to buy bigger fucking yachts. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Now just talking about significance. So sometimes when people hear significance is so people want to be quote significant. So are we talking about significant as far as impact on other people? Yes. Versus yes. I want to be significant. Like a, you know, I guess I would fall into fame, not fame, fame. But. Yeah. So I think that that would be a faulty definition of significance. I don't think that that would have anything okay. to do with significance. Make a significant I think impact. Significant is your impact. Yeah. It's, um, it goes back to this meme that just flashed in my head here is that, uh, you know, do you want to make more money to just make more money? Or do you want to make more money so that you can give more money? And it's not just about money, but it's also, you know, it's something I did at the beginning of the year was, you know, praying about what, what can I contribute? Not just money. Cause it's easy for me to write a check out and say, okay, here, I'm going to give to this association. I'm going to give to this, you know, charity. But what about, you know, my time and talents? Because in the Christian world, it's uh, ultimately when, when I'm dead at my funeral, there's not going to be U-Haul. It's all this crap. Somebody's going to take. My kids will take it. Yep. Whatever it gets sold, it gets distributed. You know, it's, it's not going to make a hill of beans. So, you know, my legacy or what I'm going to be judged for, you know, when I stand before my creator is what did I do with what I was given? And it goes back to, you know, I'm going to go back to the Bible verse again. It's a story called the parable of the talents. And have I used this before? I think so, but it's okay. okay. We can hit it again. Yeah. It's just about the, you know, three guys and the master gives each guy a different, you know, set of talents. Uh, one gets 10 talents, one gets five, one gets one. And the guy that gets 10 goes out and reproduces another 10, right? Interest. And the guy that has five reproduces another five interest. So the guy that has one decides to just bury it. Right. And just go on with his life of what he thinks, you know, he can be significant for. And um, master comes back and basically says, oh, so what did you guys do with talent? So ultimately, that's that's the whole Christian walk is ultimately you're going to be judged not because of your sins, because you're forgiven, as you know the Bible talks about, it, but talks about, OK, what did you do with what I gave you to do with? So when I stand before, you know, God, it basically it's going to be OK. What did you do with your time? What did you do with the talents that I gave you to do? Did you just do it to just pump yourself up or did you do it to just make money to drive a flashy car or look flashy to everybody else? Because now that you're dead, nobody really cares. So I'm going to say it's like, okay, well, I spent X amount of time. I spent my talents to help, you know, make an impact over here to make an impact for for this group because because, you know, for, for those of you guys out there, like we've talked to a lot of guys that are, that are Christians and it's like, hey, you know, when you pray for an opportunity, guess what? You're going to get one like not tomorrow, but usually it happens immediately. And so, you know, I'm helping out, you know, a couple of groups right now just based on my time and talents that I was given. And that's that's perfect. It happened on the same day that I asked for it. So, yeah, it's like you're saying is. 
our response to this whole thing is, is what are you doing? What are you spending? Not just your money. What about your time? You know, do you care so much about what other people think that you look like? You know, do you need to, I mean, seriously, when I go to a lot of these fundraisers, there's nobody standing outside in the parking lot looking at what everybody else is driving. They really could care less. No. And every time I've been out in the parking lot and have made a comment on what somebody was driving is, wow, you got a lot of room to put this, this shit in. So somebody has an SUV. I'm like, wow, this is a pretty roomy Dodge Durango. Yeah. It's not that I'm looking at it as like, wow, you really made it, man. Yeah. You drive a Mercedes. Wow. You really made it. Yeah. But you and I don't judge people by that. Who really does? That Well, shitty people. You know, shitty people do judge other shitty people by their purchases. They do. You just look at it as, wow, you really finance that. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the truth of most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, when I think of successful, as I always think of, you know, Jim Brewer, the comedian, had the best bit. It's like, what, you know, how do you know when somebody's really successful? I said, if I'm going to be successful, I'm going to buy some leather pants. Because if I'm going around a grocery store in a leather pants, people are going to look at me and be like, Wow, that guy must be successful because he's got leather pants. And then I'm going to take it one step further. Is I'm going to buy a big van, and you got to have an exotic pet for people to think you're successful, right? <laughs> so I'm going to buy a pet kangaroo, and I'm put that kangaroo, and I'm going to take it to the dog park. And when I pull up in that in my leather pants, and I open up the back of the van door, and I'll pops this big kangaroo. People are going to know I'm successful. And I always think of that. When people talk about <laughs> leather pants and a kangaroo. Yep. Because if I see somebody with leather pants, wow, they must be they must be like a superstar. If I see somebody with leather pants, all I can think of is the ball soup they got going on inside there because leather doesn't breathe. <laughs> the ball sweat, yeah. <laughs> leather does not breathe. Oh, but it's cool. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because like a Lamborghini, right? Growing up, you think a Lamborghini is what everybody wants because that's what the sign of successful yeah. yeah and i've taken the kids to enough car shows that when you stand next to one and the pictures look big right mm -hmm. but you and i it's like okay what the hell am i gonna do with a lamborghini yeah one it's gonna take your garage spot up to every gas station or restaurant that i pull up has a little slope to it because i had a buddy that uh had a corvette z02 but z06 but yeah or z06 it's all right what do i think z02 i don't know motor i don't know but z06 but every time he'd come up my driveway, he'd have to come in at an angle or he's uh -huh. going to scrape the bottom of that thing. I'm like, why do I need to worry about that? And that that's the thing that you don't understand. I think that I think that there's a few of us that have not gotten to that point that have realized it prior to prior to chasing that. Right. And I think that there's there's a small handful of us that that can say <laughs> that's that's not what I want. Right. Yeah, there's just no but, return. But I think that there's a large amount of people that have to get there and realize that they're still pretty fucking empty inside before they look back and go, oh, that's not doing what I thought it was going to do to me emotionally and mentally. And I think that that's what I'm trying to do here with all these conversations that we have is I'm trying to just get people to pull their head out of their own ass and realize that no matter how hard you work for that dumb shit doesn't matter like some people it's a lamborghini some people it's a giant house some yeah. people it's you know a vacation house you know everybody's got their own different thing right yeah but if you're still empty inside it doesn't matter yeah but i'm saying it's just not bad to have nice things i mean if you can afford it no that's the stoic what? philosophy right enjoy yeah. it 
if you can have it. Right. But but don't be emotionally yeah. tied to it. But you can. Yeah. It's that saying that you got to remember is you can have things, but you the things can't have you. Because yeah. if the things have you, then you don't need it. Yep. So, I mean, it takes us back to remember uh, Byron Rogers when he was on, you know, good dude credits. Yep. I mean, when you're dead and at your funeral, guess what? All of your assets are worth nothing to you. But your good dude creds, that's where your legacy lies. People are going to remember that shit. You die twice. The day that you take your last breath and the day last day somebody says your name. Correct. Where's that from? That's a wrap. All right, man. That's definitely not from me. (laughs) I'm just really good at remembering shit people say. 